It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. I Become a Real Teacher, Part 46. I still love unemployment. I used to be patriotic. Unfortunately, seeing the American flag these days conjures up images of hillbillies and rednecks spewing COVID-19 from their mouths onto the faces of our essential workers. And of course, essential workers, a subterfuge for modern slaves, the United States of America is a failed state. My lovely little brick apartments were just bought out by the evil company that wrecked my credit after I fled from it. My rent was raised over $100, and I'm expecting that to happen again next year. And I half expect to be flagged for eviction due to my history with this evil company. Fuck this shit so hard. The USA could be a paradise, but instead we have $18 an hour jobs and global warming. The world's cumulative advancements have reached a crescendo where we could easily be living in a post-poverty utopia where everybody's basic needs are guaranteed from birth and the planet's existence is protected for our children and grandchildren. But no, we have billionaires hoarding the wealth and imprisoning us in misery. We have hillbillies and rednecks wearing red hats because they can't critically think about how they are being used and abused. Why don't we have three days off every weekend? The science tells us we need one day to rest, one day to catch up on chores, and one day to pursue our hobbies. The 40-hour work week should immediately be scaled back to 32 hours, and $18 an hour should likewise be changed to $22.50 an hour. And that's just to start. The people who don't want to work should not have to work. We have the technology and resources to make that happen. If the government takes away our ability to freely live off the land, then that same government needs to provide for our basic needs, full stop. I slipped back into unemployed life like I never left, and my days were glorious. Remember, while working at the Hummingbird Academy, I was on a contract that included paychecks throughout summer vacation, except I skipped taking a summer vacation and immediately went to work at the Lame Case Management Agency. So I basically had three months worth of double paychecks, which now amounted to the ability to chill all over again. I had so much fun. So much fun. I was nervous to tell Skye I rage quit my job, but she understood my reasoning and didn't react negatively. In fact, she was down to make the most of my newly opened schedule. We went hiking, we attended shows, we ate at restaurants, we made love, and we once occupied a table at a coffee shop for hours with a space colonizing board game she owns that uses like a million tiny pieces. We sat at a food truck by her house and befriended its Thai entrepreneur. This guy was pursuing food as his passion while working a day job somewhere else. See, people would still work even if they weren't forced into wage slavery, but they would just do what makes them happy, which actually benefits all of us. He told us when he came to America, he wanted his children to have names that blended in with their classmates, so he named his first son Donald. Our new friend said this choice became unfortunate when Donald Rumsfeld splashed into our lives and became unfortunate again when, do I really have to tell you, you already know who splashed into our lives next. Not working makes me so happy. I cannot wait until these glimpses of freedom the pandemic provided become the status quo. Or, you know, we all die in the climate wars.
While living the dream, I left my various online resumes set to looking for work and entertained a never-ending stream of solicitations for new, equally shitty, $18-an-hour jobs. Sometimes I would answer just to screw with hiring managers and HR departments. Another time I went to the interview because the building was only a block away from my apartments and I thought the ability to walk to work would make wage slaving more palatable. When the two goons at this lame, lame-er case management agency sitting in a strip mall started telling me that the intense paperwork doesn't feel intense because of all the good accomplished, I just laughed and headed for the door. I also had to pee, and when I asked for the restrooms, they handed me a key because their toilets were in an annex. So returning the bathroom key after prematurely ending the interview was awkward. On second thought, the cringe was hilarious. Nothing mattered anymore because I finally figured out that working is a complete joke. I used to stress about the appearance of my resume because I tend to rage quit a lot, but then I realized there is no penalty for lying. So I deleted the jobs that were less than a year in length and added that time to the jobs where I stayed longer. My experience is real. Case management, supervising, foster care, and substance abuse counseling. But my job history is neatly repackaged into three main jobs. Nobody checks. I even passed a third-party background screening to get hired at a global nonprofit, which I ultimately declined not to work at when my colleague already working there told me that management was as toxic and abusive as anywhere else. Did the professional screeners not do their jobs? They probably get paid $18 an hour and truly don't give a fuck. How can anyone be excited to work for a pittance? The system is broken. I planned on staying unemployed for six months, but a surprisingly worthwhile opportunity appeared only three weeks into my newly rediscovered joy. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.